one of the best things of all is it's easy to remember what uh, these seven sins are. Lust, gluttony, greed, uh, wrath, envy, uh, and pride. And you can um, you know, tap into these. And when you do that, you're tapping into deeply ingrained human desires, human behaviors, human emotions. And we've seen over and over again marketing campaigns be incredibly successful when they just focus on one of these simple uh, ideas here. You're listening to The Growth Booth, the show focused on achieving lifestyle freedom through online businesses. Whether you're looking for step-by-step strategies to start building an online business, simple game plans to grow your business, or proven lifestyle freedom frameworks, you are in the right place. Stay tuned and be sure to join the thousands of listeners already in growth mode. Aiden Booth here, welcome to episode number 81 of The Growth Booth, where today we're talking about persuasion, we're talking about marketing and copywriting, and I'm going to be sharing how you can unlock the seven sins and transform them into marketing weapons to get better results. Now, we've got another uh, good episode about copywriting, which is way back in episode number 15 of The Growth Booth, which you can find by going to thegrowthbooth.com, navigating to episode number 15. And I'm going to be building on uh, actually giving you a whole new uh, idea to have in your toolbox for the next time that you're marketing any product. And I think it's a fun one just to uh, be consciously thinking about when you are uh, roaming around and absorbing different marketing messages that you see in the world around you. I think the idea that I'm going to share with you today could dramatically change the way that you think about marketing and will give you an almost uh, immediate effect if you start to roll this out in your different uh, projects. So before we go any further, I want to mention that what we're talking about here today is powerful and it needs to be used responsibly. And I think uh, Uncle Ben uh, from Spider-Man summed that up nicely when he said, with great power comes great responsibility. And I think that happened right before he was uh, mowed down by a thief uh, in the street. So um, anyway, these are powerful ideas and I think you should use them uh, responsibly. Now, uh, what are the seven deadly sins? They're also sometimes known as uh, the capital vices or the cardinal sins. And they are a a list of moral vices with various uh, or within various different uh, Christian teachings. And they're often seen as the origin of the other sins and the degeneration of one's character. And the, the seven sins are lust, which is a desire or an unhealthy desire or longing for something. Uh, gluttony, which is overconsumption and indulgence. Uh, greed, which is the desire for material gain, also in abundance. Um, sloth, which is ease or avoidance of effort. Then we've got uh, wrath, which is uh, anger or, or frustration. Envy, which is desiring something that someone else has got. And pride, which is an inflated sense of uh, self-worth uh, or ego. And I think um, inevitably we all carry some of these traits. Some of us are uh, larger in some of them, some of these sins than, than others. It's just the nature of, of being a human. But um, from a marketing perspective, that's good because it means we can tap into them and we can use these emotions and desires to help us uh, you know, get more sales of, of products that we might be trying to sell or achieve different things that we are trying to achieve. So it works uh, brilliantly in uh, negotiation, uh, for example. So 
Lust is something that can create that longing for a product or longing for an experience. Gluttony can be used to portray abundance or overconsumption. Greed taps into that that desire for material wealth, like having things, having a lot of things. Sloth can be used to appeal to a customer's wish for ease and convenience. Wrath is something that you can use to tap into the pain points and frustrations that a customer may have and turn uh, those into you know something that you can utilize from a marketing perspective. Envy is often used to leverage um, the desire for showing a status uh, and oftentimes the status that someone else has got that you don't have. And then pride, like I say, is about um, the consumer's ego or, or self-image. And as I go through each of these in more detail, I'm going to give you examples from uh, big brands, the likes of Apple, the likes of Nike, uh, Dove, and more who have used these in different ways. And I'm also going to uh, share some ideas, and I've taken some notes here, which I'll, I'll be able to read from as well, uh, with ideas about how we might be able to apply this if we were trying to sell a product uh, related to dog training, for example. So let's start with the first one there, lust. And this is the desire or longing uh, for something. And some examples that we've seen uh, over the past you know, couple of decades have been um, that have been very successful include things like Apple. Uh, Apple had a uh, shot on an iPhone campaign and the campaign showcased stunning images and videos that were taken on an iPhone uh, by iPhone users, by everyday people. And it created a longing uh, in potential customers to be able to create equally uh, beautiful uh, moments themselves. And they they really associated that high-quality imaging with the iPhone. So that's a, an example of Apple. And Apple used these uh, seven uh, sins, uh, if you like, um, all the time in, in their marketing. They're really good at um, you know appealing uh, to people in different ways. Nike is another one. So the Nike Just Do It campaign uh, evoked this desire to become a better version of yourself and that there's an athlete sitting inside every one of us. And their ads often picture just everyday people who are achieving their fitness goals and it sort of sparked that that longing of um, of viewers of the campaign to experience uh, similar victories. We saw with the the Dove Real Beauty campaign where they were using real woman uh, as opposed to uh, professional models, and they were sort of really at the forefront of portraying beauty as being something that was inclusive and attainable uh, to all the consumers of of Dove products and. A desire for women in particular to feel confident and, you know, beautiful in, in their own skin. So that was, uh, how Dove used it. Now, um, if we relate this back to dog training, I think one thing that we could do here is create a sense of, of longing or desire for the dog training product. And it might be an ebook, uh, as an example that we've got here. So, um, you could have something and this might be a bullet point on a page or you might condense something like this down into a headline or a sub headline. But you could have something like, you know, imagine coming home from a long day being greeted by your dog with not just affection, but also respect. Your shoes are untouched, your furniture is intact, and your dog is calmly waiting to be praised. Our guide can turn this dream into your everyday life. That's an example of using uh, this first um, sin, lust, uh, to your advantage from a, um, a marketing standpoint when you really try to 
uh, hammer home this um, this idea of longing for something to happen and painting a really clear picture in someone's mind uh, about what that would look like. If we move on to gluttony now, gluttony refers to the promise of abundance, this promise of of wealth, and in in the case of marketing, often a wealth of, of knowledge or, or even an, an overload of of satisfaction in some way. So we've seen lots of um, different um, companies use this in their marketing. Netflix is one that's used it a lot recently, where uh, they say, you know, you can watch you know, anywhere and you can cancel any time. And they also hammer home that they've got an absolutely enormous uh, library of TV shows, movies, documentaries. And it's almost like there's an endless choice. No one would ever need so much content, but it's all there anyway. Uh, so that's one way that Netflix have used it. Costco uh, used something similar with the the bulk buying uh, experience where their entire marketing strategy sort of revolves around this idea of abundance. So their customers aren't just buying a product, they are indulging in the savings and the satisfaction that comes from, from bulk buying. Spotify have done something very similar to Netflix with uh, the music for every mood campaign, uh, where their ad campaigns emphasize, again, this vast music of this vast library, I should say, of, of music that is at the user's fingertips, uh, not just music, but podcasts and, and much, much more. And you could never get through all of this music. I mean, there's an unlimited amount of music on there, basically, but it works really well playing to this idea of, of gluttony and, and overindulgence and more than you could ever possibly need. So imagine now going back to the dog training book that we've got a dog training book that we're trying to sell. You could do something like, you know, um, dive into a smorgasbord of insights with our ebook over 500 pages of advice training plans and solutions it's a never-ending buffet of dog training essentials designed to satiate the most ravenous of pet parents you know or you could say something like um, get ready for an overload of dog training wisdom our ebook has everything from tackling minor misbehaviors to managing serious issues it's a veritable banquet of knowledge that leaves no question unanswered so basically these two things are um, almost promising the reader everything and the kitchen sink it's like an encyclopedia of knowledge more than you could ever need um, when in reality the dog training uh, the, the prospect might just have one thing they're trying to solve it might just be uh, digging in the backyard that's all they need to solve but uh, human nature and especially when uh, you know gluttony comes into play is um, oftentimes people will say, oh, well, yeah, you know, it does have that tip, but it's also got all of these other, you know, side benefits as well. Um, so that that's an example of how it could work well there. A quick message now from the sponsor of today's show, which is Float Hosting. If you want to save 50% on your annual hosting, then head over to Float Hosting using the special link, which is thegrowthbooth.com forward slash float. And using that link, you're going to see how you can save 50%, over $100 on your annual subscription to the most popular plan at Float Hosting. And because I own Float Hosting, I will make sure that you get well looked after. Now, back to the show. Greed is a, a really big one, and this is the desire for material wealth or gain. And there have been a lot of different campaigns uh, that have used um, or tapped into greed. Um, Amazon, Amazon Prime had the fast free delivery campaign, which effectively offers uh, you know not just a vast range of products that can be chosen, but also fast and free 
uh, delivery. And the emphasis in that Amazon Prime campaign is uh, on saving money, so no delivery charge, um, and also time, so fast delivery. So it appeals to the consumer's desire to get more for their investment. We've then got um, you know Groupon discount deals. Oftentimes, anything that is based around discount deals is um, appealing to this greed emotion and not just discount deals, but um, sales. Like you go into a, a shop and, uh, you know, um, it's got a sale happening and all of a sudden you're like, oh, you know, I can get that for half price or, you know, Black Friday is a, is a great example. Cyber Monday, these are great examples that really appeal to to greed. So uh, Groupon, uh, the Groupon discount uh, website, their entire business model revolves around, you know, consumers wanting to get the very best deal uh, humanly possible. In a slightly different way, you know, Rolex has used greed as well, but it's a it's almost like a more refined uh, version of greed where it's a desire for uh, status symbols and, and luxury items and their marketing focuses around, you know, prestige that comes and the, the elevated status that comes with uh, using or being seen with uh, a Rolex. Now, um, from the dog training perspective, if we wanted to leverage greed, we could do something like, you know, why waste money on individual uh, dog training sessions that might or might not work? Our ebook offers proven methods and expert advice at a fraction of the cost. It's a treasure trove of savings uh, and success in training your dog. So, um, it's not as apparent there, but we could also get into, um, we could apply a discount to that as well, like, you know, and get it today and you'll get it at 50% off. So we'll be layering on, you know, different um, elements of, of greed on top of each other. Sloth is a powerful one uh, as well. And this is all about the ease or avoidance of effort. Um, looking at some famous campaigns, um, Uber had a, a get there campaign, which was basically offering uh, easy, convenient, and quick transformation at, at someone's fingertips. And, you know, this was the built around the idea of avoiding the effort of driving or having to, you know, hail a cab. And these are not bad things, by the way, when they're used in marketing. It's not like uh, it's a great campaign. I mean, where Uber is giving a good solution to people with what they're doing. Uh, but nonetheless, it, it's still appealing to that ease and convenience. That's the angle that they're going for. We've seen similar things with uh, Blue Apron, which is a, a meal uh, delivery service where they can give you meal kits with all the ingredients, all in the right portions, uh, and you know everything, including the the, the uh, cooking plan, the recipe, if you like, um, at the doorstep. You know, and that has you know, eliminated. Um, uh, you know, a lot of the effort that would otherwise be, uh, required. With the, the dog training marketing, we could have something like, um, uh, we could say something like, you know, why struggle with hit and miss training methods? Our ebooks offered tried and tested techniques that work without the hassle. Simplify your dog training journey. That would be one. Or another one that I've, um, prepared here is, Save yourself the time and energy of deciphering your dog's behavior. Our ebook provides easy to follow guides and solutions, turning the tedious task of training into a breeze. So both of those are working on this um, easy, uh, simple, uh, without the headache um, sort of angles there. With wrath, this is about anger or frustration, and it can be used in a number of different ways. One is by uh, coming up with a common enemy. So um, in a lot of uh, online training in the past, 
I've spoken about the frustration of dealing with the likes of Facebook. So anyone who has had a Facebook account banned in the past is going to have a lot of emotions uh, inside them around it and know how uh, annoying that is and how frustrating it can be. So I can say, you know, uh, with this new marketing method, you can forget about the headaches that you would have uh, if you were, you know, leveraging Facebook uh, as an example. Um, I'll, get, I'll give you a dog, dog training example in a moment, but some uh, other examples from uh, large and successful campaigns include the the Domino's uh, pizza turnaround campaign where they used this customer dissatisfaction as somewhat of a springboard, if you like, for the campaign where they acknowledged uh, the criticism of their pizza quality having sparked wrath uh, because of you know delays and how long it would take to get to the user and they made some promises um, around that and it worked well for them. Um, Apple uh, computers had a uh, get a Mac campaign and in the ads they had you know the the PC uh, personal computer character would you know frequently encounter different problems and it would be frustrating causing anger while right next to that you had someone who was using a Mac who would remain completely problem free and happy and it was promoting or positioning Apple as a uh, you know, a, a potential solution to uh, tech frustrations. And, uh, you know, if we were thinking about this from the, the dog training um, example that we're giving here and you want to sort of hammer home the wrath, you could have something like enough is enough. You've struggled with your dog behaviors long enough and you've struggled for the last time. Our ebook is the solution transforming your frustration into progress. Uh, something like that could work. If we now talk about envy, which is the sixth uh, sin here, and envy is the desire to have someone else's status, someone else's situation, someone else's things. And we've seen um, lots of uh, examples of this used in marketing as well. In fact, the entire Instagram platform uh, was pretty much built on, on envy because people were seeing other people's perfect lives, perfect products, perfect everything through curated uh, highlight reels which would spark desire for the experiences and the products and the lifestyles and and so on uh, mercedes-benz is another one that's used this and they had a campaign called the best or nothing and what it did was it showcased uh, their cars as the absolute epitome of luxury and and high status and mercedes induces this envy and creates the desire in consumers to elevate uh, their status through owning uh, a Mercedes. So that's another way that uh, a big brand has used uh, envy there. And then from the dog training perspective, you could have something like, um, you know, have you ever looked at a well-behaved dog and wished yours was the same? Our ebook and our secrets will share how you can become, you know, that, the perfect dog owner, something like that. And as you can see there, the start of that was, have you ever looked at a well-behaved dog? So we are um, looking at something else or, um, you know, are you ready to be the one with the obedient dog in the park? Make others green with envy as you master dog training with our ebook. So um, the word envy is even used in that one. And that's exactly what uh, we're trying to um, sort of spark here with that kind of a, um, a verbiage around that. Now, the seventh and final uh, deadly sin here is pride. And pride is like this inflated uh, sense of self. It's like an overinflated ego. And we've seen this in different uh, campaigns as well. Like American Express had the membership has its privileges campaign. And this was all 
built around American Express and the card itself being like almost like a status symbol and something that sets uh, card holders apart from from everyone else. BMW had something which they called, you know, the ultimate driving machine, and it was really appealing to people who wanted uh, not just a mode of tra- transport, but they wanted excellence in, in what they were getting. Uh, Gillette have got uh, the famous, you know, the best a man can get campaign, um, which basically is trying to position uh, a razor as a reflection of someone's personal standards. And, you know, Apple used this a lot as well with their, their different Apple products. And, you know, um, there's a, um, a lot of this going around where some people want to buy an Apple product because they think it's the best. Now, whether or not you agree with that, it, it doesn't really matter. But from a marketing standpoint, um, it, it's quite obvious what they're doing there. So um, from a dog uh, marketing, dog training marketing uh, perspective here, you could have something like, you know, elevate your status as a pet parent. Uh, with our ebook, you'll not only train your dog, but you'll become the go-to uh, dog advice guru among your friends. Something like that that's uh, talking about how your um, perception is going to be elevated as a result of doing something. That's what all of these things have got in common. Like um, American Express, your status is going to be elevated because uh, you've got an American Express card in your hand or, um, you know, you've got um, a super yacht. You know, your your, um, your 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 status is going to be elevated or you drive, uh, you know, a fancy sports car, your status is going to be elevated. For some people, these things uh, really make a big difference and, uh, typically, companies like American Express and BMW, they're not trying to appeal to everyone. They're trying to appeal to a very certain group of people, a very specific group of people, and the marketing works. So the seven deadly sins, they, they really can provide and be a useful tool. Uh, they can give you a framework for successful copywriting. I like to think about these anytime I'm writing down uh, bullet points for a sales letter or an email or any kind of a marketing that I might be doing at all. And I think um, one of the best things of all is it's easy to remember what uh, these seven sins are. Lust, gluttony, greed, uh, wrath, envy, uh, and pride. And you can um, you know, tap into these. And when you do that, you're tapping into deeply ingrained human desires, human behaviors, human emotions. And we've seen over and over again marketing campaigns be incredibly successful when they just focus on one of these simple uh, ideas here. So it might be, you know, uh, whether someone is lusting for that perfect relationship with their pet or that uh, gluttonous desire for a wealth of dog training knowledge, the whole encyclopedia, everything you could ever need to know about uh, dog training or uh, saving money because you can get 75% off that dog training book, but only uh, today or the slothful wish of simplifying dog training and you, your dog can be trained and, uh, you know, the, the snap of your fingers kind of a thing or the wrath that's triggered by that misbehaving pet and the anger uh, that that can incite in someone. And then you can, through your training, you can immediately uh, eliminate uh, all of that or, uh, you know, the being the envy of others because you've got the best dog uh, that never puts a foot wrong. Uh, or you know having that that pride of being a successful uh, dog owner you're not like you're not like the dog owner that's always running into troubles no you're the one that's 
you've got it dialed in and uh, you know you're respected by uh, or looked up to by uh, your peers there's lots of different ways that you can leverage this each one of these seven sins have a, has a slightly different perspective and you can also sort of combine them uh, with one another and most good marketing uh, does do this as well so um, as marketers I think these are really really powerful to add into your toolbox and uh, think about these as your you know, you're planning out your next product, your next product page or your next, um, you know, Facebook ad or your next, um, you know, sales page or whatever it is that you might be doing uh, with your marketing, because I think they can add a lot of value uh, to what you're doing with that. And also uh, just a, a reminder, we have got other episodes that are related to uh, marketing at the growth booth. For example, the growth booth episode number 15 was about 10 uh, power packed copywriting strategies. You can um, check that out. It's on, um, you know, anywhere where you listen to this podcast, you can find it or you can go to thegrowthbooth.com and navigate to uh, episode number 15. And as always, you can get show notes and much, much more by heading over to uh, thegrowthbooth.com, navigating to episode number 81, uh, and you'll get all the good information there. And also remember to follow us on social media. Make sure you're connected on social media. Make sure you're subscribed uh, to the email channel so you get notified uh, about uh, every new episode that comes out. And please, if you're listening to this uh, on Apple uh, Apple um, uh, Podcasts or on Spotify or someone else, give us a rating and give us a review. It does uh, enormously good things and helps uh, spread the word about the show. And I'll be deeply uh, appreciative uh, for that. So uh, thank you once again for listening to the show. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Growth Booth. <laughs>